1: Bad,
2: bad girl. Bubbers! is buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside.
3: This is the point where he always hits it. Oh, oh! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief.
2: We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting.
1: Hello everybody, happy Monday to you. August 29th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Action Radio, Roll Call, 96.1 FM, 14:50 a.m. TJ Walker, Nick Roush and Justin Kalen. It is officially Kentucky Wildcats Game Week. The Cats take on Miami. It's on Saturday. It's less than a week away. We are going to talk about it every single day. Football is
2: back. Back. Nick Roush, how are you, back. buddy? Uh, very excited. Very excited. Uh, this this feels like a a long time coming. Um, uh, and man, it, it uh, this year more so than ever, where like the the long slog just to get to game week has been uh painfully annoying at times so I'm, I'm just i'm very happy to be here very happy to be in a routine very happy to get back to the fun stuff of covering the beat and that is trying to beat jeff drummond to get out the depth chart as quickly as possible that's the stuff i'm missing that's the adrenaline rush that i i need in my life so excited to to be back ready to rock and roll for game week and uh yeah it's 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 great to be here. It's great to be here. Still August, still still toasty outside, but we will get that first Mark Stoops press conference today at noon. Uh, we'll have uh, him take the podium. Before that, they're going to drop the depth chart at some point. I don't know exactly when perchance that will be, but it will be you know within the 1130 noon, something like that. Um, and our long national nightmare will be over, TJ Walker. We will we will finally figure out what the hell is going on with Chris Rodriguez. But probably not. We'll probably just know how many games he's suspended for.
1: you think that's going to be the extent of... Because I wasn't on my phone a great deal over the weekend. Uh, hope everybody else had a great weekend. We're happy that you're tuned in listening with us. But I did see that, or at least the headlines of that, that... Mark, to mark dupes to break his silence on Chris Rodriguez on Monday, almost as if it was like an exclusive tell-all. But y- you just think he'll come out and say, "Hey, listen, he's going to be out this amount of games. We're we we'll roll with it, and that's that." You think yep. that'll be the extent of it?
2: I think it will. I, I don't. I think Bill the the players who aren't playing will not be on the depth chart. So like, um, I, think, I don't think we're expecting Jordan Wright in Week One either. And then uh, Stoops will say a little something on it, and then leave it at that. Um, I'm sure he'll be happy once the attention starts getting directed to. Well, how do you feel about the guys behind him stepping up? That that sort of line of questioning, but I I doubt we'll get into a bunch of uh, details about the why for the suspension. The but we'll we'll you know it, we'll we'll finally figure out how many games it is uh ideally the less the better but it's you're staring down the barrel week two and you're probably going to be without chris rodriguez
1: yeah and i think if when it comes to chris rodriguez the biggest two pieces of information people have cared about is number one how much time will he miss at the end of the day that's all we really care about or that's the most important thing we care about secondly though i do think people are curious what it is why there's a suspension. Uh, you're going to get some people that are going to be expecting some answers and hoping to, to hear some explanations of why a star player that's been in the program for several seasons is going to be missing some time. And if they just do the old filler, it's university policy, we can't get into it, uh, this, that, or the other. Uh, while Mark Stoops will be in good company in doing that, I still think some folks will be frustrated. However, I, I want to know the number. Once you know the number, we've heard several – numbers thrown around uh, three to four being the one I think most recently Mm -hmm. once you get it locked in and then at least you you're not speculating anymore on how much time if any time you'll be without Chris Rodriguez and then you can start to plan and go from there so it could be could be a big day for the football program
2: yeah yeah and um I think if you look ahead to that Florida game we can look ahead Mark Stoops not looking ahead one game at a time gosh uh, man I miss Miss those canned answers. Uh, but that Florida game, Kentucky's last win in the swamp averaged seven yards of carry. Benny Snell had 175 of the Cats, 300 yards rushing. And, you know, no matter which way you cut it, how good the other guys are, there's only one Chris Rodriguez, you know. So that's, that's going to be a hit. It's undeniable. However, um, I do think this is going to be the worst Florida team that Kentucky's played in quite some time. Um, so, you know, let's, let's go Utes. We need, we're really big Utah Utes fans this weekend, really big Utah Utes fans this weekend. Um, so let's get them on their heels, get them rolling. TJ, were you able to watch any of the week zero college football action this weekend? A little bit.
1: I don't think I watched an entire game. Watched the first half of Andy Hawaii, just like everybody else was pretty surprised to see the the final score of that one. I was able to watch a decent amount of Nebraska Northwestern, but but not the finish. And hope people listen to my money line advice that yeah. I, I was giving out there. That that won't yeah. go for our picks of the week segment. But that was a nice win for myself. I actually, didn't think Northwestern was going to win, but I didn't think it'd be a close game. And if you could have a coin flip game with a team that's plus three sixty five, that's yeah.
0: Good. You, you got. I was it.
2: I was very disappointed. I didn't sprinkle. You know, like mm-hmm. that, that that thats one of those where you should have just thrown a few shekels to sprinkle it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, you, you put ten bucks on it, you get a huge return. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I put a little bit more than ten bucks, not a huge deal, but it's it felt good getting that one. However, uh, I didn't get to watch maybe as much as I was anticipating. Busy busy weekend. Went and saw uh, Catherine Blanford, local comedian who's kind of blowing up and not so local anymore, more national, uh, which is cool. So so live comedy always, just a good time anyway. So that was Friday night. Then Brew at the Zoo on Saturday, So, and then we had our one league's fantasy draft yesterday. So it was a pretty bang, 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 jam-packed weekend. Uh, Didn't get to watch as much college football on Saturday as I would have liked. Scooch, you're Western Kentucky over. You're
0: 1-0-2, buddy. Holy moly. That was close. So I ended up betting that at 64. They scored 65. Nice. Pretty awesome awesome way to start the season. And then I had Duquesne also plus 43 against Florida State in the same parlay. Florida State was up 40, had the ball with like six minutes left, and just ran out the clock. So it was was a good Saturday. What an adrenaline rush.
2: Betting a team plus 43.
1: (laughs) That really is a you're you're a wild man Scoop. <laughs> and then unfortunately, if you did bet the the John eight one two
2: Parlay, parlay
1: yeah. UTEP got smacked by North Texas. That was a bad bet, John. I
2: you
1: thought know.
0: he was on North Texas, no? He was on UTEP. Oh, I had that backwards. I I woke up on Sunday morning telling him congratulations. Oh man. Oh, so you were probably I didn't I didn't really tell him. I just thought it. I was like, oh John won his bet. John uh or John
1: Scooch, how, how did the how did the Dugan Ryan bowl on Friday night go? Uh
0: it was a blowout, just like I thought it was gonna be. It was it was pretty ugly. Did you have any problems getting there? No parking? No, did I um, and stadium treat you well? So I may have parked in an illegal spot but my car was still there when i got back so that was good i was kind of when i was rolling in it was like super busy and i found a spot on the opposite end of the street but my car may or may not have been blocking the driveway a little bit um but i was like i'm i'm already late i've got to get up there and set up so i just took it and luckily my car was still there but no manual stadium was great the press box was like a sauna so i lost a few pounds on friday night that was always that's always fun um, and then Dugan's son got a block like from the blind side. You remember that block that Michael Orr put on and shoved the guy into the fence? Yeah. Trey did that.
1: <laughs> well, that was pretty exciting. It was. It was. Oh, I mean, yeah. I
0: didn't. I didn't see it, but there was. So there was a a penalty after a touchdown, and I was like, "What in the hell's what happened?" So Dugan calls me after the game, and he goes, did "You see, my boy?" And I was like, "No." And he was like, "Oh, that was the penalty. He got that. He took him into the fence like he was on the blind side." <laughs> well, just
1: kept going. Drive drive until the whistle. Uh are well, good. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, had it was a good fun. good weekend. High school football action. You're defending Saint X. Tigers moved to two and oh on the year. They they defeated. What did, were you and uh John Spears talking about the line of that game on Friday? Didn't you say it was thirty-six?
0: I don't recall talking about a line though.
1: You don't remember talking about a line, and they was like, uh-huh. "If you go for two afterward, they're not going." Oh no, we were about. we were
0: talking about the running clock in Kentucky, how it's thirty six points. So he was basically going oh, through the strategy God. of how you get to thirty six without looking like a jerk. Yeah,
1: I see. I, I thought <laughs> you, can, you can find some high school lines. at on certain on certain places. I would never. I don't. Have to. I don't think I could ever be in a low enough place to, to bet a <laughs> high school game, unless it was just the lock of all locks, in which case money's money.
2: Like that the sales thing. beating St. X a few years ago, lock of all locks.
1: Man, the sales are really falling from grace. What 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 the Colts? It's a are
2: rebuilding right? year. Rebuilding what, year.
1: What, what, who didn't you all who you all lose to this weekend?
2: North Harden. They're at least good. They have Division one players, but I mean they they were playing freshmen in like the whole entire second half. So re- rebuilding from the ground up. Got a long young a lot of young talented freshmen. They got some play.
1: Uh, I thought you all were talking about the line scoots because San X won by thirty six. I was like, oh, man, these people even at the high wow. school level, they're they're good. That they, <laughs> <laughs>
0: would have been wild.
1: They know they know what they're doing. Uh, Ballard gets their uh, first big upset of mail since two thousand and nine, and then Trinity goes on the road to Moeller, and they oh, got man. smacked around. So not a not a good weekend for the fighting
2: Josh Cadises kind of touching on some
1: of the local schools around the area. But it's nice to have football back, high school football rocking and rolling for a couple weeks now. But college football week zero now behind us, and we look ahead to Kentucky's season opener. Mm -hmm. Hold up, hold up, hold up.
2: up. We're not looking all the way ahead, TJ, because you did not get to completely enjoy the northwestern Nebraska disaster. Nebraska, Scott Frost. So let's, let's give him a round of applause, everybody. Come on, let's clap it up for him
0: lost his job
2: oh man Week week zero see here's the thing about scott frost we want him to keep his job because it is it, it i think it actively it requires active skill to be as bad as he is at coaching the game of football justin he is the first he's in charge of the first football team to ever lose seven one score games in a row oh my gosh i didn't see that seven in a row the ESPN stats and info went all the way back to 1936 and could not find another one it was incredible and I um I I watched a lot more week zero than I care to admit I didn't have any plans other than hang out with Duke all day um wife had a baby shower to go to so it was just me and him football whole nine yards and the for Nebraska, Nebraska actually looked sharp for a little bit. They had a great opening drive. The quarterback looked decent, but Scott Frost—he can't just have nice things. The onside kick up eleven—I've I just—I—I'm—it I, made me so happy. Not only was it onside kick up eleven, it was like a hey. Not only are we going to make this very bad decision to be overly aggressive but we're going to be overly aggressive and it's going to be in the dumbest way possible because they just tried to do the little dribbler and it went right to, uh, it was either the first or second team running back. It's not like they just saw like some linebacker that was on the first line and they were like, Ooh, we'll kick it to him. He'll, he won't know what to do with it. They kicked it to a, a skilled position player on offense that just grabbed it and fell to the ground. It was the, it was the exact moment that we were waiting for the special teams disaster that just pulled out the rug from underneath the Cornhusker season before it even started. It was, oh, just a thing of beauty. It was so great, and I just, unfortunately, it was such a disaster that I don't even, I, 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 I want to see them recover just because I love to see Scott Frost do this time and time again, but I, unfortunately, I, I don't think it's going to happen. It was a disaster of all disasters. Absolutely hilarious, and I, I loved every single second of it. It's just a shame we didn't
0: get more of it during that game in Ireland. If you're a Nebraska fan, you're seeing your team up 11, onside kicking, late in the ball game. What are you thinking? The thing is, is there's a part of you that's like, oh, yeah,
2: finish him, but you saw Northwestern. Northwestern was moving the ball, I don't want to say pretty easily, but – they had done a good job all game, and you're just you're just opening the window for them, giving them a small opportunity. And in the flow of the game, it happened like Nebraska only got that stop to go up eleven because of uh, somebody got a hat on a on a f- on a ball and it forced a fumble. Like it was totally out of line. I think if you're at least one of the people that traveled to the game from Ireland, at least the beer was free. I mean, that's that had to be your saving grace. Like, well, even if we lose, I get to drink seventeen beers in the stands during the game. You know, is that accurate? Scenario.
1: Yeah, but but not so fast because they made the beer free because their credit card machines weren't working, so the lines were just out the wazoo. Mm. So uh-huh. they were like, "All right, but let's throw them a bone here." Free free beer, but the lines were still crazy. It didn't look. It looked like in the concourses. I don't know. You'd need to, I guess, talk to somebody that was there. But it, it looked like a madhouse. Although I was surprised to see all the fans that did show up there. It made for a cool atmosphere, a cool setup. I don't. If you're a Northwestern fan, you probably liked it a little bit more than if you were a Nebraska fan. But uh, all in all, it was it was fun to watch. And if you're going to do an onside kick in that situation, you have to have known it was going to work that's not like a onside <laughs> kicks are hard enough to do them even when you're super right. desperate even if you feel like you've got like the most perfect thing to do in the world they're they they're hit at an incredibly low percentage maybe like
2: 10 so, percent. yeah maybe I mean, that's sure being lower. generous I'm
1: pretty sure it's lower than that yeah but yeah. It, you're basically to the point where the nfl is like Dude, can we, is there any way anything we can do differently with the onside kick like
0: the lions got one against the steelers in their preseason game last night
1: yeah, not impossible, but like if you're going to do it, you got to, especially in that situation, you have to be certain that it's going to mm-hmm. work or at least you, you, something weird happens for why it didn't. That was that just that was horrible. So, yeah, uh, that was funny to see. Glad that it backfired big time. Man,
2: Whew. I am uh, everything about that game was so much fun. Um, it was actually decent football we got a South Carolina shout out uh former Gamecocks quarterback uh Ryan helensky was the hero for northwestern which that that's the fun thing about northwestern is they're like an every other year kind of team um that just a, a constant roller coaster ride much of it's dependent on quarterback play but if you juxtapose both teams next to one another They're both Big Ten West in a very uh, tumultuous division where any one of five or six teams can win in any given year. They're both coached by former players who were all Americans in the 90s. They've been there a while. High hopes, but like Nebraska wishes they were as successful as Pat Fitzgerald has been at Northwestern. Right, They wish Scott Frost was as good as Pat Fitzgerald. He's won two Big Ten West division titles. Scott Frost, I don't think he's even been to a bowl game. I mean, it's it's just so crazy to see those programs juxtaposed up against one another. I I mean, to just think of yourself of where you are as a Nebraska fan versus where you were back in the day. So funny. So hilarious. Uh, It's just a shame that we didn't get fireworks in – Really, any of the other games? Uh, I, I think the Miak Swat game was pretty decent uh, between Alabama A and M uh, and Southern. But like, there, it was just a lot of FCS versus FBS teams. Uh, Hawaii Vanderbilt was only good for, like you said, TJ. Maybe not even the first half. Hawaii had a good first drive. Was really was really hoping they'd had a little more heart than that. But the, the Mike Wright experience, I, I like my Vandy over two and a half. Uh, win total bet. Mike Wright was a good choice for them at quarterback.
1: I thought that they looked uh, they looked solid and again I only watched the first half so I didn't get to see when the dam broke there for Hawaii football. You could tell that they were barely hanging on kind of lucky to be in the position that they were in uh, at that time. Vandy, I, I, I still I don't think you' I don't think that's a team that's going to win a game in the SEC, but maybe maybe taking some baby steps in, in the right direction. Uh, one thing I haven't understood, well, maybe I'm saying this as somebody that, because uh, Kentucky was once in this spot, for programs like Vanderbilt and teams that are trying to climb the SEC ladder, I can understand losing a lot of SEC games, but that's what Vandy should be doing to a program like Hawaii. And I, I don't know what Vanderbilt's out of conference schedule looks like, but. They oh, should. I can
2: tell you, they're 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 on the road at Northern Illinois is basically if they'll hit their win total or not. They got a FCS team and then that one, and then I want to say it's Colorado. Um, it, it's it's a it's it's one of those kind of middling Power Five teams. Is their other their other non conference game?
1: And I, I would even extend that to like they should be better. Wake than- Forest. They host
2: Wake Forest. Sorry.
1: Okay. Wake Forest is is kind of set up to be a, but that's gonna that's that that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting
2: it's, it's, it's at home. home yeah yeah But like,
1: against like a northern illinois vanderbilt again you could go zero and eight and lose every game by two touchdowns in the sec you should have enough talent when you play northern illinois you should be picking from the rest in the sec recruiting pools that when you go and play northern illinois you're 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 significantly more talented than them Wake Forest, with it being Wake Forest's best year and Vandy in the quote unquote rebuild, although it's been historically a rebuild, but with a new regime rebuild, which is understandable and that is fair. Uh, maybe this isn't the year that you get Wake Forest, but they should be, when Vanderbilt is rocking and rolling, even if it's not a ton of SEC success, they should be able to take a team from the Pac 12 or the ACC. And if they're in middle of the tier or bottom tier, even Vandy or a bottom of the SEC team should be able to have success against them. That's one thing I haven't really been able to understand. I get in the context of the SEC, but when you're t- taking on some of these outsiders, I'm, you sh- you still have more talent. So that's what Vandy should do to places like Hawaii, uh, and Western Kentucky heads out to the Big Island next week.
2: That, uh, if that was – that would have been a good game this week, I believe. I, I watched – because Western started at noon, and I, I don't think Northwestern Nebraska was till 1230 or so. Uh, their new quarterback, uh, Bailey Zappi, ain't walking through that door. They He ended up settling in and doing all right, but there was a couple. It was uh, – shout out Danny Clark. You had some passes like that where it's like, who are you throwing the football to, man? Like, they're not even – or he, like, step into a throw to go downfield, and it was just 15 yards short. So, I uh, – Western, uh, you know, that, they, they, at one point in that game, TJ, they had to show the graphic uh, WKU losses to FCS teams because it was in danger against the governors there for a little bit. They ended up uh, blowing them out. I don't think they covered, uh, but they, they ended up getting no. a, a pretty big win. But the overhit, and
1: that's all that Scoo scared about.
3: Okay.
1: It's great to have football back to talk about. We'll continue to do such. Uh, we've spent a lot of this summer talking recruiting and we didn't have actual sports to talk about. yet. to talk about some off-the-field stuff. We will still talk a little recruiting because something's, something's up and Roush is going to break it down for us and tell us some of the inside baseball about what the heck is going on with UK football recruiting. But before we do that, I want to remind you we're finally here. It is Big X kickoff scramble week. The cats, the Cards, the Hoosiers, they all hit the gridiron this weekend. We're going to hit the fairways. well, the Roush, maybe more of the rough. We'll mm-hmm. be out at Elk Run Golf Club on Friday. That's going to be a shotgun start at 9 o'clock. I know most of you all listening are signed up. We could take on maybe a team or two, but we've got stuff set up with the club. We spoke with them on Friday. They're excited. They're ready for us. We're ready for them. And it is going to be a blast. And this is also just a reminder, we're going to have the the power of the Big X. We're going to have about 100 people out there at Elk Run, give or take. This is the time of year. If you're thinking about doing some advertising, promoting your business, expanding your business, you're going to want to get in with the the KRC folks. This is from pretty much here till April. We've got sports. We've got UK. It's going to be nonstop. This is the time. This is busy season. This is when you're gonna get a lot of earballs listening to the radio, and they're gonna be they're gonna be wanting to promote and 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 go to your business. And and we'll be happy to help that help with that. So something to think about as we head in to sports time. We've been very patient.
3: We did it. We made it
1: real sports to talk about. We'll come back, we'll Again, talk recruiting before we get back into the real sports. We got so much to get to. Get your text on into the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. They've got coffee, they've got donuts, they've got delicious fresh fruit every day at Thornton's. We'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call. I'm big <laughs> X Radio
3: <laughs> 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 Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. The only thing I've learned in the last two hours is that American men love drinking beer, pee too often, and
1: have trouble getting erections. Welcome back, Kentucky Bowl Call here on Big X Sports Radio's 96.1
2: FM, 1450
1: AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Hope everybody's having a great start to their week. Got a holiday weekend on the horizon. Big time college football weekend on the horizon. Last weekend without the NFL for a long time. Got to go well into January before you have a weekend without the NFL. Maybe February, even now that they pushed the Super Bowl back. Away. Yeah, February. Yeah, no no big deal there. Second week of February. It's a good time to be alive. It's a good time to go to Salceritas. Those two things, mutually exclusive. No, mutually included. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthew's. St. Matthew's, newly renovated. It is, you feel like, you feel important when you're inside that St. Matthew's Salsaritas. And then the one out in Middletown, it's got a drive-through, makes it really, really easy. It's already easy, and it's even easier if you have the Salsaritas app. You'll save time, you'll save money. They're giving out $2.00. This, that, or the other kids, they always have some sort of coupon, some sort of special. You'll save money. You'll build up Salsarita's Bucks, too, each and every time you go. Uh, you, let's say you spend $10. You get $10 in points, spend to your account. At some point, they say, do you want to cash in your points? And then you're like, yeah. And they're like, all right, everything's free. It's—it's it's they got a good deal going on. I don't really pretend to know exactly how the point system works, but all I know is it seems like I get free stuff from Salsarita's frequently, and you can as well. Locations, check them out. Download the app, Roush. Not a good weekend for football recruiting for the Cats.
2: Nope, nope. Sunday morning, Kendrick Gilbert uh made the, the unexpected uh, or I don't want to say unexpected. We actually expected him to announce a couple weeks ago. Uh, and then he, he sent out a tweet Saturday night saying, Hey, come in Sunday morning, and he picked Purdue, picked Purdue, choosing the Boilermakers. Over Kentucky. And um, they're actually they're, on the face. You're like, well, kid from Indianapolis Cathedral picks Purdue over Kentucky. Like this isn't the craziest, most shocking surprise. Uh, but there, there is a lot to, to kind of dig into, I think, with this one, TJ, because I mean, on three had him is the number one hundred ninety player in all of college or in the 2023 recruiting class, the top 25 defensive linemen you were in there, you you need to be able to close the deal. Plain and simple.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I I agree. And it seems like we had not too long ago, we were kind of rattling off a few different targets at that position and seemed like UK kind of felt good about a couple different names and ended up not getting any of them.
2: What's what's, Essentially, uh, about a month ago, things got um, like Kentucky was pretty sure he was getting ready to commit. Uh, they were at the "we've done all we can do" sort of phase of thing, which that happens throughout recruiting. You know, you you feel like you've you've reached that finish line. Meanwhile, Purdue, I, I think in their mind, they knew. Listen, here's a chance for us to get another win over kentucky a team we lose to a lot recruiting the state of kentucky here's our chance to get a win not only do you have uh could you get gilbert in the fold, but they already got micah carter from st x and sadiq clements from henderson county two kentucky defensive linemen that they uk looked at early and then they kind of were like eh, we're, i think we're good so purdue is like all right here's a way for us to kind of catch up ground but the big thing is, cathed- so like Cathedral High School, it's it's a big deal in that state. They're 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 arguably the best football team year in and year out. They're great. That's a school that Purdue recruits often. I, I think David Bell went there. I, I get. Hit. I don't know if he went to that one or the other. Uh, he
0: went to Warren Central.
2: Okay, okay. So but I got, Terry I got
0: Terry McLaurin, the wide receiver for the um, what are Washington they now? The Phoenix. Commanders. Yeah. yeah, he went to Cathedral.
2: Yeah, I mean, the Scoots, you know as well as any. They're they're one of the best teams year in and year out. Oh, yeah. Purdue recruits there a ton. And I don't really know how can – like like if you look at different profiles, you'll see that Josh Estes-Wall it was Gilbert's primary recruiter. Well, I don't know why GA was the primary recruiter in this situation. Maybe because he was recruiting the quarterback at that school and then they saw Gilbert and were like, oh, let's go get him. Um, I – I don't know why you don't invest more there. They, they sent in Vince late to try to to seal the deal, but it might have been too late. Either way, there is a, on the face, in my mind, I'm like, well, Kentucky hasn't recruited a player from Indiana. I'm not counting Ke- Keontae Goodwin. So it's probably like Morgan Newton. You know, it's it's been a long time. They don't go there often. But you were in the driver's seat to beat out Iowa and LSU and uh, in-state school for a really good defensive end somebody's got to be able to to put the squeeze on you, you let's invest some resources and get it done instead uh Purdue they they amp up as much pressure as they possibly can and end up sealing the deal with a big time recruiting win uh right before the season kicks off
1: well have you ever asked your uncle like what the hell is going on just quit it
2: yeah just bug off
1: just knock it, knock it off or be like hey what what's working so well? Like what what are you all doing that's working so well? And then you go and you tell the big dog what he tells you.
2: I may or may not have been stuck in the middle in some um uh, in some things on this this situation. Oh, I, wow. I I my integrity was challenged, but I did not uh I, I did not uh sway to either side. Uh, although Jeff did uh probably maybe bust my chops a little bit for putting in a Kentucky pick uh, a month ago. But I, to their point, I really just think Purdue just wanted this one a lot more than Kentucky did. Uh, from my understanding, too, there was some um, mixed feelings on the staff about Gilbert, uh, on the Kentucky coaching staff, and I think Purdue just was like, we have to have this guy. Whereas I, I don't think you had that same sense of urgency at Kentucky. And they were – in to be fair, on Kentucky, same board, this recruitment, this kid – to be fair, he was weird about stuff, right? Like he didn't talk to anybody. Um, Steve Wiltfong was really the only guy he talked to. He did his visits, he said he was gonna commit, and then he hemmed and hawed forever. They thought he was gonna announce he he it was a very bizarre recruitment. So I'll at least give them some um uh a little bit of leeway in this instance. Uh, but it man, that that that's of all of the the times that. Purdue and what you, – you get these schools like Purdue and West Virginia uh, who recruit kids from the state of Kentucky. I, I won't mention Louisville because they, they don't. Um, but – or Cincinnati, same case as well. We're like, they'll get some guys that Kentucky recruited, but it's like, well, did UK really want them? And you can play that game. like, Kentucky should have gotten this kid. They just should have. But uh, ultimately, I don't know why. Um, I think if I was going to put the onus on any one particular person, I don't know if Anwar Stewart's like signed one kid during his time as defensive line coach. Uh, him, him and John, like, if you're looking at the coaching staff in general, you can give some of the newer guys a little bit of leeway. But the newer guys, Chris Collins showed up late last year, but he got Jeremiah England and uh, uh, one other kid, that name escapes me right now. And hell, he might end up flipping Jakeem Jackson from Florida. He, he's got UK in a great spot there. Zach Yenzer's recruited some guys, and he showed up late this year as well. You haven't really gotten anything out of Stewart and John Settle at all on the recruiting trail. Uh, that They're clearly the weak links on the recruiting front. Bifano's only gotten one guy in three years. They got to – you got to step your game up. You just do.
1: Yeah, I, I, and you're hearing more and more media members like yourself kind of say – at least whisper about stuff like that. Which yeah. I'm not saying you're doing this, and I did. You know, you, you went on there, and it, all that stuff was great. But I did get a kick out of your uh, out of Uncle Brahm giving you some guff for making a crystal ball pick. That that's good. That's that's good fun, <laughs> family. That's that's good, clean family fun. Yeah, it's good uh, ribbon. Yeah, I'm definitely
2: going to be cheering for them and betting on them Penn State against Penn State Thursday. Money line, all of it. Yeah, they've got some momentum. Uh,
1: that's that. That's good stuff. But the fact that, and I'm, I'm not saying that you're doing this, but the fact that you're seeing more and more media members, and maybe it's just there's no denying it. You, you, you see it on paper. You got to call it like you see it. But I, can't, but I know how stuff kind of works with inside the football program, at least from a sources standpoint. I wouldn't doubt if you have some coaches that aren't necessarily leaking that, but maybe pointing to like, well, yeah, you know, this, he, he's in charge of this, the, you know, this region or this state, or he was, he was the lead guy on this recruitment and they came up empty. I, I hope it's more of like a tough love. Let's get your stuff together. If you know, you do have some conversations inside the football program talking about this stuff and not so much, uh, yeah, he stinks. We're, we're going to have to move in a different direction after this. Like, I hope it's coming from a place of these guys need to step their game up. They can do a better job. And not a, the, the, we're not crazy about these people. They, they're going to have to go. Because I just feel like some of the stuff has to be leaking from inside the program of like, hey, you notice that these guys aren't getting anybody. Yeah, that's why we're kind of struggling right now. Everything comes from inside the house at UK football.
2: Well, I actually think it's different, TJ, where – that it's it's pretty clear like defensive linemen like I think it's more of the case that those the assistants who aren't getting credit for anything either aren't just aren't talking to enough people to get credit or they just aren't doing anything. Like I think it's 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 one of the two, right? (laughs) I mean yeah I I'm I'm just I'm I'm surprised the Anwar Stewart thing is all just Kind of surprising, because I think they do like him as a coach and a developer. But the one-year extension was bizarre without really a raise at all. Um, that that rarely happens. The defensive line position coach has rotated probably as much as any other one besides receiver coach at UK since Stoops got there. Um, and I mean, he got that, that. Remember Devontae Ross? He did get that kid to show up or he, he couldn't get that kid to show up. He got him to commit, but the grades weren't good enough to get him on the campus. But generally speaking, if you just look at who Kentucky has picked up commitments for, it's the same cast of characters with a few emerging ones, right? Yenzer has done what an offensive line coach should do right away. Um, Collins is actually starting to make some noise. Uh, Bufano is the other one that like, I was sitting around being like, "Was well, he ever going to recruit anybody? But then you're like, well, he's buddies with Stoops. He's been here forever. They probably won't get rid of him. Then he went and got Avery Stewart, so that was a big deal. But the other guys, I'm still just like, like Yo, come on. Come on.
1: <laughs> I do think in some of this big-picture stuff with U.K. football recruiting, as Purdue has they, – they've kind of swung back a little bit at U.K., Obviously, Louisville's putting together its best class in program history. Not not making excuses, but some of it is. You've you've seen these programs; these programs have had to watch Kentucky reach unseen heights in recruiting, consistently being a player for big wigs. There was naturally going to be some sort of pushback, and I think you're seeing some programs that Kentucky's had a lot of success against pushing back a little bit, and Kentucky. While you – I know Justin Rowland was tweeting it out there, but it is kind of common sense. UK's had a lot of staff turnover for good reasons, yeah, for successful yeah. reasons. You're losing people because you're doing well. Uh, I, uh, your offensive coordinator had such a good one season, the Super Bowl champs want him to go help lead the offense or be a big part of their offense out there. That's the Super Bowl champs. That's the best football team on the planet. Uh, they They want one of your guys. Another guy got – chosen to be the head coach at a pretty successful, smaller program, but that's still a hell of a gig if you want to get your foot in the door as a head coach. Kentucky's losing people to good jobs because they are successful. They're doing well as a program. So you mix these things in, and you can you can build in an excuse for why Kentucky is not having its best class ever. All that being said, Roush, this isn't the staff I think that's really going to take take it sitting down. Uh, I I think they're going to push back on the pushback and we've seen them time and time again, when they need to come up big in the transfer portal, they do it really. The only time that they really hadn't was maybe with the offensive line for this year, they just, they came up a little empty, but they got tough. They got put in a tough spot, kind of a surprise departure. wasn't sure if they were going to need somebody uh, and limited options to be able for, for what they were looking for anyways, but I, I think that if the recruiting doesn't go the way they want, it's going to be a smaller class anyways. Blah blah blah. I think they could. I think they'll attack the portal in a big way as well. So I don't think it's over by any stretch of the imagination. But, right. Uh, it, it's it's not. It's not a great. I mean, it's just not a, They're not in a great spot right now. But I, I don't think this staff is the type of staff that's just going to say, "All right, we had a bad year. We'll, we'll regroup and we'll get back at it next year." I think they'll attack the portal. They'll, they'll keep going after some guys that have committed elsewhere. I don't think this is all done just yet, Roush.
2: Yeah, in and, and the thing that we have to first and foremost, as you mentioned, that Justin was pointed out, like. And I've been quick to do too. I mean, they just lost their best recruiting staff ever and they just had their best recruiting class ever. Like it's kind of, there's going to be some natural regression. That's just, it's just how things work, right? It takes a little while to establish relationship relationships. When you're hiring coaches from the NFL, they weren't recruiting guys at other places already. So you didn't have this sort of, I've known this kid since the sophomore, really liked him when I was at this school. Now I, I think he's good enough to play at UK. Like none of that was there. So there's going to be some playing catch-up factor. There's also, like, I mean, Gilbert, that, that would have been in the spot where I'm really feeling good about how they are for their final seven, six, seven pieces or whatever it might be. Because you would have had, I think, about six four-stars uh, or so out of your 16. Uh, now they're at five, which is a decent base. It's about where you expect them to normally be. Um and that, that's kind of the four before you get to the final recruiting stretch and you want to make all of these final guys being four-star guys. Like I, I mentioned Jakeem Jackson. He committed to Ford already. He's got an official visit out there. I could very well see him being a guy who visits the final week of the season and then flips on signing day, four-star quarterback. Uh, there, there's, there's guys like that out there that they just have to be able – To hit on. Uh, You can't do that all the time. You know, Carmelo English, right? Like when Brian Harson gets fired. Like there's guys out there where you're in it. We mentioned the Michigan State four-star kid not too long ago. There's guys out there. It's just making sure you pick and choose wisely down the stretch. And then you'll end up having a fine class. It's not going to be your best one. uh, But if you have the season that you you think you're going to have, then closing shouldn't be a problem. This is the time of the year where schools, you know, like a Purdue – a Louisville, they're going to be recruiting at their best before the games begin. You want to use your your winning seasons to create some late momentum before the early signing period, and then get your class to to reach its fullest potential.
1: That all sounds good to me. It seems like you kind of drew up the picture of how you make this better and how you and how you finish strong. Uh, and obviously, one thing that we have to remember for UK and for other places as well. Good seasons, bad seasons, maybe some of the places you're recruiting against, you want them to just have dumpster fire seasons where people feel like they got to jump off board. And then if the Cats keep doing what they're supposed to be doing, they'll, they'll, you know, nine games, maybe another 10-game season, you could find yourself uh, with more recruiting momentum. But that's kind of the part that hurts a little bit, is that you are coming off a 10-win season. This is when you're supposed to be striking while the iron's hot. But as I mentioned, the flip side of that, you're gonna lose coaches that have built relationships with recruits, and that hurts. You got you gotta find a way to combat that.
2: Yeah, and um well, it actually is the perfect time to segue, TJ, to uh a clip that's making its rounds this morning, and I can't believe it. Do do we want to play the clip or can I just summarize it quickly? Because I I, I don't know. It's a minute we, long. I we better know. summarize. Okay, because I could send it to you. But Kenny
1: Payne's a little
0: burned on clips at the moment.
1: I mean, Ooh. Scoots, we're not gonna never not play clips again.
2: And <laughs> this one it was no a joke. It was
0: a joke.
1: There's no cuss words in it. And secondly, how was that a
2: segue into that, Roush? Because <laughs> you were talking about negative recruiting, and Kenny Payne says, quote, I wasn't prepared for university to say Wolf was going on probation. Why would you ever go there? He can't believe that schools are negative recruiting. I- he didn't just follow the turnip truck. He recruited at Kentucky. He did schools that were negative recruiting against Kentucky? Kenny, what's wrong with you, buddy?
1: We really probably should play the clip, Scoots, just because it is interesting. At first, like, you don't think – it kind of seems like maybe he's talking about, like, Calipari. once you hear the actual audio. Ooh. But, yeah, Roush, I also – if I was a all fan, I'd be like, wait, you didn't think other schools <laughs> were going to use our NCAA stuff
0: against us? It's
1: like the number one thing you have to know when you take this job. (laughs) Yeah, Scoots, if you you think we could get it.
0: Yep, let's play it. I got it. Ready Ready. right now.
3: One of the things that I've been surprised about is how many people across the country have interest in us. Um, But with that comes something that I wasn't prepared for, and that was the hatred. Mm. Um, I wasn't prepared for universities to say, Louisville's going on probation, why would you ever go there? Um, You know, on and to to deter these kids from listening. And especially from people that I've helped in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a lesson for me. Mm -hmm. And, And as I've taken this job, and I hate to say this, my relationships with certain people that have been in my life for 30, 40 years has changed. Wow. Wow. Um, and that, that hurts me. It hurts mm. me. But.
1: There you go. As and I say, Wow. I, I, at first off, can we just get whoever was in the background of that press conference just to do that for any coach's press conference yes. in the area? I love that. I need Cal Perry to say something. And then Ooh. you have, like, Cal Tucker in the background be like, oh, snap. And then you get, like, some audible groans or moans. Be says,
3: great.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen
0: him. And then you just hear the media go, ah, oh, boo. <laughs> So he was
2: at a prayer breakfast, so that's why you. It was a little bit of a different setting than just a, a press conference. He was just kind of speaking to a small crowd.
1: Well, get the get the prayer breakfast group at all these press conferences. That made for even more dramatic reactions. Loved every second of it. I, again, I, I didn't think it was like UK or cow related. Everything you got, everything you make, everything about UK or cow. No, I I just thought maybe it was Jim Beheim. Like maybe it was maybe Joel Justice crossed my mind. But then when he says the 30 to 40 year bit, that's, yeah, that's that like, who, seems like he's getting kind of like personal, personal with that. Like he really was scorned by somebody he didn't think was going to scorn him.
2: Yeah, it's and who could it be? I mean, everybody's going to think it's Cal, which here's the thing though is I, I, as much as coaches say we don't negative recruit here, is it weird that I actually think Cal Perry doesn't a ton? And and also who would he I guess he would do that for DJ, but like I I still don't anticipate Cal playing that card very often, you know? He strikes me as the guy like doing the Kentucky isn't for everybody and kind of sticking to those those similar talking points. You would know better than me though, TJ, because you you covered him for you know six, seven years on the recruiting trail.
1: I still I I think their relationship is Better than like two months into the job, they're already not for it. Like that, that, I just I I refuse to believe. I I don't think it's actually he's talking about Calipari. Uh, they're gonna like be doing a little joint thing together here soon. It's a
2: couple weeks, mid September, something 15th, 16th, something like that.
1: Yeah. So I don't, I think the relationship's a little stronger than even if it was Cal who was actually doing that, but maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong about this, Uh, but it is just common sense. If you're recruiting against U of L for one and done players, you would not be really doing your job if you didn't bring up the fact that, yeah, and I would also have their approach that I'm going to sell you on what I have to sell you. I'm not going to spend a lot of time punching down or talking about other programs, but I almost feel like you wouldn't even be doing your job if you say, all right, what's the most important things to use a recruit? Well, I want to contend for a championship. I want nil. I want to be able to get ready for the pros. You know, all the cliche things that recruits say, but there's some truth to it. If somebody's going to say, I want to make a deep tournament run, okay, well, we feel like at Kentucky, we feel like we can surround you with the pieces where we're going to be able to do that. You're going to be a big part of it. What other schools are you considering? Okay, a little – Louisville, Duke, blah, 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 blah. Okay, you could do that maybe at Duke. You know, they've had their success. Louisville, you want to have a deep tournament where they may not even make the tournament. I think that's totally, I think every school, I think you're naive to think that every school wouldn't have a coach mention that or bring that up for one and done players. And going back to how we started this conversation, Kenny Payne, you got to be smarter than that. You had to know that was coming. Now, if you feel betrayed because it came from somebody's friend, Sorry, it's just the truth. That's nothing personal against you. They're not saying that you can't coach or you're not going to develop them well. They're saying, hey, if you want to play in the NCAA tournament, they quite literally may have some probation issues. They may be, uh, they they may not be allowed to be in the NCAA tournament. So I can't wait to find out uh, if he was talking about Calipari because that's where everybody's mind went when you heard this quote.
2: Yeah, yeah. And will will he have to come out and clarify it? Probably not. Um I still just can't believe the like, I'm surprised that people are playing this card. Like, what? Yeah, they should. <laughs> uh, is he also just making an excuse for his poor recruiting in his first season? Probably. Because it's it's not well, great, folks. Again, it, was, it wasn't
1: like a formal Q&A press conference. But that would have been a great follow-up, is that, like, or is this why you know you, you didn't you didn't land zero
2: guards? Yeah,
1: <laughs> and he'd probably say we did. We landed walk-ons and P Diddy son and other Master P son. Ma-
2: Master P Diddy. Master P name.
1: Diddy son. Yeah. Master Puffy Diddy. But that'd be a good follow up question. Are you are you saying this is what what hurt you? I I think that's an interesting question, Scoots.
0: It's like he's never recruited before. I mean, he he knows how to negatively recruit against schools, right?
1: I mean, he heard plenty of it when he was at Kentucky. Like, like what? Not like when he was recruiting players to UK that he didn't. You said something negative about UK? What? <laughs> in this business? I'm taking it back. All right. Hour one done. Hour two, we're going to get to the Thornton's text line. We're going to get you even more pumped up for opening week of college football, at least for the Cats well, and all the local schools, really. It's a good time. Uh, summer radio, we put it behind us. This is a good spot. To be in. We got a fun Thornton's text line to talk about when we return hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call next. I think
2: big- walk mile in a shoe.
3: Then you really might know what it's like what it's like. Then you really might know what it's like. Over. You say over? I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro.
1: Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Monday morning game week edition of Kentucky Roll Call. Get your text into the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. Seems like it's been 10 days since we've had rain in my neck of the woods here in, in Louisville. Uh, it's been very sunny lately, and I've been very thankful to have my Shady Ray sunglasses. Go to Shady Ray's And you can get yourself a pair as well. We'll have plenty at the Big X kickoff scramble at Elk Run on Friday. And you can get your pair before then and save 25% by using the promo code Big X. Go to ShadyRace.com. You'll be blown away by their selection. You want to get your blue or white sunglasses before the big game on Saturday while you're tailgating outside of the Krogue. We love Shady Rays. They have awesome, awesome products, great deals, 25% off with the Big X, replacement pairs, 30-day money-back guarantee, and helping feed hungry folks all across America. They got a good situation going. All right. Uh, before we get into the text line, what, what else do we want to get to to start our number two today, Ralph?
2: Um. Couple quick hitters. Uh, first and foremost, the the bit that UK did with Steve Zahn and Rich Scangarello. I, no offense to the the fine folks at UK or any universities. Not those those don't always land. That 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 video. It's it's hilarious. I, I was cackling um, when they were when he was in the quarterbacks meeting room. Very very funny. Four and a half five minute video that UK put out of Steve Zahn. Taking over for Rich Gangarolo for a day, very good stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, I have not had a chance to watch it, but i've I've seen it out there. Maybe that's why you were late coming back from the
2: segment. I I could. I also did not. I, I didn't see the resemblance that well, but then once he got the glasses on and did his hair, it's like, oh wow! So, yes, they do look alike, and it's not just because Steve Zahn is a talented actor. Like they they look a lot alike. It was. It's very funny, so check that out after the show today. If you didn't during the daily double break, like I did, uh, yeah, did, still still got my my clock all off. But hey, it's still preseason for us, right? Game week, we're getting it together today. Mm-hmm. The other cr- hilarious, a big old suck it to Michigan fan who I, I I still don't know if I love it or hate it, but uh, Harbaugh announced that he announced that he's going. They had a quarterback competition. Caden McNamara is starting Week One, and then JJ McCarthy starting Week Two, and I guess whoever does better is going to start Week Three. Very wild. I've, I've never seen anything like this in my entire life, Mister Sports Talker.
1: Wait, that's what I, I this I missed all of that. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. He's starting one quarterback Week One, a different one Week Two, and to be determined for Week Three. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Pretty nuts. Who
1: are the games against the first two?
2: Uh I don't think anybody's. Um I can double check, but I'm pretty sure they've got a they've got a light opening. Yeah. Colorado State might be the worst team in FBS at home and then Hawaii at home. So and then the week three is against Yukon. So Oh geez. Yeah, yeah. So they gotta you 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 wanna complain about Kentucky's non conference, like look at Michigan's. It's pre, it's pretty that they, there's they're opening up pretty light, but hey, it's a good way to break in your quarterbacks. I will say the one one person, uh, you know, th- this was Saturday when this was all Twitter was was college football, and the games weren't great, so you had a lot of takes coming in on stuff like this. I do think it does really amplify the stakes for the first two games. Like, if nothing else, those are two bad teams that you should handle pretty easily. But it does add, I, I don't want to say a spring game element, but if you're a Michigan fan, you're going to be – analyzing every single throw every single decision made that's gotta it's gotta make it a little bit more enticing and otherwise uh boring blowout games
1: it's it's interesting for sure i guess one area where i one area where i like it one area where i'd worry about it one area where i like it is if you're that quarterback Hey, this is my week to go be the guy. I need to make it such a dominant week. I need to command the offense, get you know everybody on board. That I that it it looks so different from week two when the other guys are running the show that they're going to have no choice but to make me the starting quarterback. Where I would so like you are just putting the ball in each of those quarterbacks' court and saying, "Hey, you want to be the starting quarterback? Act like a starting quarterback. Let's see how it looks." So I do like that. I I think Mm -hmm. that that. You're gonna, you're those two guys. I would imagine to some degree you're gonna separate themselves, so you'll have a better idea of who should be your leader moving forward. Where I don't like it though is like you wouldn't want the locker room to to pick sides. Where it's like, you know, I actually yeah. like this week with with Joe Blow running the running the offense, and I I'm not so crazy about this other guy. I don't. I may not try as hard with him commanding because I my allegiances are over here to this guy. That's one area where I wouldn't like it is maybe you'd have people start to pick sides and. Um, but you hope you would hope that maybe you have such a, a grip on it that it wouldn't get to be too severe like that. But that is fascinating. If nothing else, it's yeah. certainly a different strategy. I'm surprised. I'm really – I think the most surprising part is they'd go public with this because I wouldn't doubt that maybe it's in-house. You've had some teams say this, like, or maybe not even say it to the players, but say it to the coaches. Like, hey, we're going to let him kind of have the reins this week. Next week, we're going to let him have the reins, and then we'll meet back and we'll see how it is. The fact that they're making it public and they're saying, hey, this is what we're doing, this is what it's going to look like, it's putting a lot of pressure on those kids, the quarterbacks, and I don't think that's the worst thing in the world, to be honest with you. So that's fascinating. I did not I, know that this was going on.
2: I do like to that they also get a little bit more rope where – it's hard to judge a quarterback on a short leash because they need to be able to play through mistakes and you want to see how they respond to said mistakes. So I, I I do like that you're at least giving them a total game picture versus doing the like, here you're going to get three series and then he's going to get three series, that sort of deal. So it, it it's, it's fascinating. I, I don't know. Like we can't really be the judge and jury on if it worked or not until later on in the season. Um, But that's the other part that if it's still close after both games, how much rope does starter for week three get, you know, that, that that's where you, you truly, you truly get tested. So, um, yeah, going to be fascinating because people are pretty high in Michigan this year. Um, to to continue doing what they did last year. Maybe not make the playoff, but you know, they they people expect them to be a top 10 team. So, uh there's a there's going to be a a lot of there's going to be a lot of takes if this goes well or if this goes poorly. And I feel like there's not a whole lot of in between, right? It's either going to be uh, a, a huge success or, or an ultimate failure.
1: Oh yeah, we're in the takes business, so that's just the way that it, it, it normally goes. Uh but That would be another concern. Yeah, it's just like, what if both quarterbacks do solid, but then you just realize it's because you're going against horrible competition, and when you're actually going against some decent competition, you you still are none the wiser about who your better candidate is. Like you know, who who can mm-hmm. when you are actually going against defenses that are going to game plan you, do right, right, make make life difficult on you, go not give you a lot of time to throw, have some mismatches and advantages to take advantage to either take advantage of or try to avoid. Yeah, so it's that's gonna be you are right. It, it's gonna be fascinating. Either people are gonna think that hey, this was a great idea, or probably more likely it'll end up getting crushed somewhere along the the way.
2: I love I love the getting crushed part too.
1: <laughs> now, it's always fun to do that.
2: Now, let's crush
1: some textures on the Thornton's Sex line, or we get crushed by some textures. It's text probably partner. more of that. Yeah, you never really know. 502 The first text says, could UK L starting the same time as the Sugar Bowl impact UK getting selected for that game no. for a candidate? So this news broke after we got off the air Friday. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like ancient history now. The UK UofL basketball game time is at noon on New Year's Eve. We knew it was going to be on New Year's Eve. We knew it was probably going to be an early game time just because, you know.
2: kind of had to be if it's on mm-hmm. New Year's Eve.
1: What do we think, Roush?
2: Oh, I hate it. You know how I feel on this. I get too angry about it. Um, but it's just the people who make this game right now are the worst. This the schedule. I mean, it's it's all just a travesty. They don't want people watching this game. Move it out of this time frame of the year. You play it in November. Play it. Just don't play it during bowl season. Stupid. Now, I I think many will say, well, as, you know, Kentucky and of fans will be watching it. We don't need everybody to be watching. It's like you can't. You can't put yourself in the same breath as a Duke North Carolina rivalry if you're playing it on College Football Playoff Saturday. Like it's just it's. Yeah, I don't. I'm really at like a, almost
1: a loss for words because U of L they hate this time. UK fans hate this time. It's like who who is who is on board with this? Yeah. And you know maybe Calipari and, and Payne or Mac or whatever, or Bettino in the day. Maybe they just said, listen, it's not – we're not going to put this game during the conference season. So, with it not being the conference season, we're not going to also put it at the beginning of the season because you're going to want – we're going to want our – we don't want to go in unprepared for such a big rivalry game. So, unfortunately, if it's going to be an out-of-conference game and we're not going to get with the scheduling of it, it's going to be in December, and it, it, we're kind of helpless to it. Like, we just kind of have to take what we can get. It is what it is. If it nationally, it doesn't get a ton of traction. That's fine. Locally. It always will. We just got to go and, and, and move on with it. That's got to be their rationale because nothing else, nothing else really makes sense. Fans of both fan bases hate it. It doesn't do, it doesn't move the needle nationally. You're putting it up against competition that while we love it from a national standpoint, they're going to watch the college football playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're going to watch the sugar bowl. And, nobody's really going to blame them because you have three more months of college basketball. You have days of college football remaining games of college football remaining. So people are just going to be more inclined to, to watch that. I don't know who's benefiting from it. Mitch Barnhart does one press conference a year and there's like 16 other things we'd rather ask him before we got to this, but I would like him to be asked about this. Why are we, why are you putting it at a time where you're not getting all the eyeballs that you can um, I don't get so worked up about it. I mean, I know I sound like I'm getting worked up about it. It is what it is. I'll be come noon on New Year's Eve, I'll be pumped up, and then come 1230, I'll be laughing about how badly UK is beating U and hoops this up.
2: Yeah, that, that is the good news. Is this year it's gonna be such a bloodbath that like you don't have to watch the full game to get the the full effect. And in theory, this has potential. If you if you can't attend either game, great party potential where you can have just so many TVs set mm-hmm. up. Um, oh, it would be I'm, a good bar day for for businesses. Oh, yeah, yeah, where you start with UK, UofL, but you can also have the other bowl games on the side. And, like, I know that not everybody out there is waiting on pins and needles for the Sugar Bowl, but most people watch those New Year's Day games. They're getting kicked off of it by the NFL, which ticks me off, Uh Either way, but um, it I that's going to be so bizarre having the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans at noon, regardless. But it it won't affect selection. And if anything is moved, it would be Kentucky and Mitch Barnhart trying to move the game to like ten a.m. Or I I don't I don't I don't know I don't know how they could. It, you're just kind of screwed if Kentucky is good enough to make the Sugar Bowl, which. That's we're, – we're rolling out our season predictions tonight on KSR. and that, I mean, that's what I'm predicting. I'm predicting a Sugar Bowl for the Cats. So, um, if the time to do it, it's it's now. It's now. So, go do that and make fans make the difficult decision of missing the Louisville bloodbath to go party in New Orleans and watch the Cats take on – I don't know who it would be. Like, Iowa State in the Sugar Bowl? Maybe Baylor? Uh, Texas? Ooh, ooh. You could stop Texas from being back. Future SEC matchup. Arch Manning sees Kentucky mop the floor with them, says, you know what, I don't need hook'em horns. I want to be the next Will Levis, and flips to Kentucky on New Year's Eve.
0: Scooch, what were you going to say, buddy? I, I just think you all are looking at this the wrong way. I mean, it's, when if you think about it from a fan perspective, majority of the fan base is not going to be able to get to one or these two games you know what I mean so majority of the fan base is going to be sitting at home if you've got a basketball game followed by a football game that just that to me it's, just seems like a dream day it's it's not followed it's the same time they're both at oh, noon. okay gotcha okay yeah yeah so I yeah. mean but what are what are the other bowl options for that day I mean sure, uh, it can't be just all sugar bowl right well, if, if that's the really the only conflict
2: that would happen because New Year's six has kicked a bunch of bowls off of New Year's Eve. Um but typically even even if this wasn't an atypical year scoots, playing it on New Year's Eve, I think of all of the Mark Stoops bowls, TJ, three of the six have been on New Year's Eve. Belk Bowl, um
1: New tax- Bowl against Northwestern.
2: That was before, though, right? Wasn't that like the 29th or something?
1: Yeah, and now that you're saying that, I think you are right. But it was still the same day as the UK of all game, though. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, that was like the schedule. Same the time, day, too?
0: But, uh, uh Right after.
2: Yeah, and it was one of those things, Justin, where I had to go. I, I missed most of the basketball game getting ready for the football game. Like, I got to watch the first half walked over to the catwalk, walked in the press box, and Kentucky was up 25 because Shade just alexander was mossing on him. But it, it, did, it did end, I think, before kickoff, like maybe 30 minutes before the actual football game kicked
0: off. See, I just think if you're in a scenario where you get back-to-back, I mean, just set the Peach Bowl aside for a moment. Just act like it's any other bowl. That's going to be an awesome day. You get K- Cats basketball and football in the same day? Sweet. I would just
2: rather make it a big deal and stand alone. Like, I'm, I'm one of those where I don't like to – like, people who get married on New Year's Eve, like, I have enough fun on New Year's Eve. I don't need to do a wedding, too. Like, have your wedding be its own thing. Don't try to double it up. I'm a firm believer in that. Um, so, I want my UK L game to kind of stand alone, with one exception being if you played at Super Bowl Sunday at, like, 1 o'clock. Uh, I, then I would be freaking hyped because then that's a little, Even that's that, a nice little I mean, lead-in. It is
1: kind of standing alone. Like there's no other sports really that day it's except the Super Bowl, so you almost are standing alone. Yeah, I'm in on that too. That's more creative. That's better. I, it, we'll have fun. It'll be a fun sports day. New Year's Eve. We'll we'll it, it'll be fine. I just I, it it for the the interest of both parties. It doesn't. It seems like we could do better. But yet mm-hmm. they never they never really attempt to. So, oh well, we'll we'll see how it all shakes out. I know people are probably at this point sick of hearing about it. A texter says, "Somebody buy Scoots some platinums. He needs them."
0: I drank my fair share this weekend. Ooh. Believe that some
1: splatty platties for the old Scoots.
2: That's right. Texter says, "Wow, Hawaii must really suck. Uh, they they only briefly like they they touched on it some, but." Man, the, their off season like we we should have known that they were going to be bad. Uh, not only did you have their stadium fall to pieces and they had to raise it, and then they were playing in a, it's the smallest stadium in the FBS. Only 9,000 people can fit in, and then they're going to expand it more next year, um, or like or th- for the, this upcoming off season. But they also had their coach uh, Todd Graham, who was. Like, they had one quote about him calling at a third-world country because the vending machine ran out of Dr. Pepper. Like, they had a crazy offseason, and we should have known. I mean, Timmy Chang, former Hawaii quarterback great, was wearing he, – he looked like he he couldn't even wear a team hat on the sideline. There's so little money there. He was just wearing, like, an Adidas uh, logo hat and Adidas logo shirt. That They're putting the pieces together. We should have known that even though Vanderbilt is – uh, a poop show by Vanderbilt standards. There's still an SEC program in year two, trying to establish a culture. That game meant a lot to him. Should have known better.
1: Hey, Vandy, leading the SEC 1 0. 63
2: points per game.
1: That's impressive. A texter says Trevor's just salty that we got Trey Lyles instead of U of L because he was a five star recruit. I think Trevor forgot that L is a straight-up loser of a program and that getting five stars just isn't a thing for them. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a great point. Really tough to, to argue with that. Uh, Trevor will never let a good... What's the right word? Gr- he, 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 the guy can hold a grudge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, when UK fans got super excited about the Harrisons and it worked <laughs> out because they went to back-to-back Final Fours, he thought that they were overrated as recruits and wouldn't do much at UK. And so he's like, facts, facts aside, Trey Lyles I'm sure, probably similar. It, 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 you're right, Texter probably comes back to the fact that he picked UK over UofL. So thus he had to have been misused.
2: Oh, Trevor, what a guy. <laughs>
1: a texter on the Thornton's text line says, Scott Frost deciding to do an onside kick when up 11 may go down is the worst calls I've seen in a while.
2: Well, it's definitely one you haven't seen in a while just because we haven't watched any football in a while. And I'm not trying to be Mr. Smarty Pants. But also, Scott Frost's specialty – I love that it was a special teams play that really did him in because typically it's like a bad punt or they give up a punt return or gets blocked. Like It was an objectively bad call not just a failure in execution, which that, that's another thing too. Scott Frost had one great season in the American conference, but that's really it. Like he he obviously does not run a tight ship. It, ah, what a joke. What a joke of a head football coach.
1: Yeah, he really is. Um, wild decision. Fun game though. Good to have football back. Fun to make fun of coaches. Uh, We'll get Mm -hmm. to do it for for a good while now. A texture says, went to the fair, and overall, it was a great experience. The food is absolute torpedo diesel cannon. Torpedo diesel cannon. Got a Philly cheesesteak with cheese fries, large drink, and a funnel cake for dessert. I wanted to try every booth. It was so good. Having said that, very salty because I couldn't win ring toss after trying it with, like, 30 ring shots. Did you try that game when you went, TJ? Game was super addicting, not happy with myself that I didn't get the job done. No, we didn't make it over to the midway. Uh, the old ring toss game, though, it's a tough one.
2: Yeah, that is a tough one. I thought he was going to say he was super salty, but just because he ate all the fair food, very, very high sodium.
1: Mm-hmm. That could be it as well. A texture says, the long night is a good episode of TV. I don't care what the haters say.
2: <laughs> Which, man, I, TJ, I even had a moment last night because – I had a fantasy draft after a basketball game, which uh, f- racked up a double double last night. Just really was on my. Before the game, Duke said, Dad's going to play great. He went. And I, that's what I needed. I needed the pressure of my son being there to perform well. So I was just living large, had a great draft. Totally forgot that House of the Dragon was even on until Brooke was like, Don't you have your show at like right now? And I was like, Oh, yeah. Um, Turn that on. Great TV. Great TV.
1: Well, we had uh, our draft, and by the time everybody had left and we had kind of finished picking up the few things, it, wa- it wasn't much to pick up, but the few things we picked up, it was like 9.30, so it was like our and Hannah and I, we had been talking about House of the Dragon all day, so we're super excited for it. I passed out probably five to ten minutes into it. Um, at one point, she was like, are you asleep you're like but like she was kind of confused like does she keep watching <laughs> anyways i was just I, I i didn't i don't even think i like gave her a response i was so tired and this morning when talking with her i was like so did you did you, you ended up watching right and she was like yes it was such a good episode and i was like ah i'll i'll watch it today so i'll probably do that when we get off the air today
2: Oh, it's great. It and really by the is way, great.
1: And by the way, I agree with the texture. The Long Night is a good episode. The only issue is, though, as we often have said on Game of Thrones, it's just like your whole eight, seven seasons or eight seasons or whatever it was, was thousands of years of Game of Thrones history was building up, and, like, that was it. It was a good episode, but, like, it was as good as an episode similar to, like, Battle of the Blackwater, or at least in the same, or... uh hard home you know it was like it was like a really cool episode but for that to be the crux of the entire show right you just it needed to be more than an episode and need, need, the long night needed to be a season it need, and like you know TV yeah 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 we could always talk about that on thrones radio
2: yep yep we can do it and it's uh it's just it's fun juxtaposing the how they're doing this versus the old one but i'm very it was very good very entertaining We'll have another episode of Kentucky Thrones radio out to you tomorrow afternoon. Today's busy. It'll be out by Tuesday at lunch. So keep, keep that in your mind, uh, moving
0: forward. Ralph, you've reached your allotment of using the word juxtapose today. It's two times. Three. That was three. Now that was three. Oh, wow. Pretty impressive. Let's,
1: uh, let's go to our last break. We'll come back. We'll finish up the Thornton's text line. That sound good with you two gentlemen. Yes sir. It sounds
2: sounds good to me.
1: All right, Gameway Game Week edition. I see Jacquez Jones, he's tweeting out his merchandise to get everybody fired up. Uh I, I love it. Uh, I'm going to do the thing this year if in in UK wins the player of the game, according to me, I will I will support them from a nil standpoint. So Jacquez, you go out there week 1, maybe I'll buy a shirt with a huge Jacquez Jones face on front of it. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. I will. Maybe I won't. We'll see. Though that's what's on the line. You play better, you get more money from TJ. This is Kentucky roll call. On big X
2: Radio. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. I'm big export. Just in case.
3: Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush.
2: Welcome
1: back to one final segment Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 21 FM, 1450 AM, TJ Walker. Nick Roush and Justin Kalen getting you on your way to start your week. And we got a long holiday waiting for you. And then with us having the big X kickoff scramble on Friday, dare I kind of say four day weekend. Oh, dare, dare. I mean, we'll be doing the show on Friday. So I guess technically that's kind of work. But then after that, it ain't working on the course, fellas. I guess maybe
2: we're going to be putting in some work. That's for sure. There you go. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We're going to beat you all. Oh, well, how's Jacob's wrist doing? Did he still have the sling on when you were there with him? Yeah,
0: right? yeah. He had a little boo boo.
1: Yeah. I mean, move on. It's been like weeks now.
0: He's fine. How long ago was it we golfed with him?
1: <laughs> like, that was like a month and a half ago now.
0: Yeah, he's oh, fine. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's he,
2: fine. Yeah. I think he was actually just making sure it was good to go for the Big X scramble.
1: Okay. Just being more cautious is weird. Yeah. You- okay. All right. Well that works. Just okay. Being a get, get get your text in. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Remember, Mark Stoops will detail the Chris Rodriguez situation. What that exactly means. Your guess is good as ours. We talked about that in hour number one. Make sure you go back and listen to KRC's podcast wherever you get your podcast. But Roush, what time's that at? Eleven? Noon? It will
2: be at noon. We'll probably get a depth chart around eleven forty five or so. But Stoops will be taking the podium at noon Eastern time. Okay. Best of luck beating
1: Jeff Drummond on the on the scoop.
2: Mm, man, he's fast to it. I don't know. It's gonna be tough.
1: Yeah, that's uh that is tough. He's good. At, he's good at what he does. All right. Get your text in five zero two four one four 1450. And of course we will react to what Mark Stoops has to say about Chris Rodriguez and everything else tomorrow at 7. A.M. A texter says, I am sad. I have to listen on podcasts and always miss these hot mics.
0: <laughs> hey, there won't a, be anymore.
1: A, it's a perk of being a live listener.
2: Really is really is. Um, you know, maybe one day you'll be around for Justin's mistakes. They happen so often, you know.
1: Hey. hey. Suck it, Rouse. Yeah, suck it, uh, Every, Everybody makes mistakes. Uh, Texter says, as much as I hate the pain of Aaron Rodgers, I, has put me through as a Cowboys fan, he will always be one of my favorite QBs. And he was on Rogan, so I'm hoping you guys listen to him. He had an awesome interview per usual, and it was very interesting hearing his side of – the story non-media bias. I've not listened to it. I will. I just haven't, uh, haven't gotten around to it just yet, but
2: I've never, uh, I've never listened to a Joe Rogan podcast. I just see them at like five hours and I'm like, I don't have five hours. So
1: yeah, they're, they're insanely long. I've, only listened to a few uh, like if he's got a guest that i've liked that's been on it i've listened but even you, you know some of those are even like two and a half hours just like holy smokes i mean they, right
2: right i'm hoping it, that if this one's around an hour I'll, i might check it out just to see see what i've been missing but um there were a lot of uh, funny captions this morning like they looked like an aew tag team uh duo oh did uh, they i have to see another uh, person <laughs> Another person described it like the, it's just the picture of them two together. It's when Steven Seagal's uh, Ill- illegitimate children discovered through 23 and me that they're related. <laughs> there's, there's there's some good ones out there. Here's some good ones.
1: A texter on the Thornton's text line says, Roush, are you concerned with the 2023 recruiting class not encouraging to see Gilbert pick the Boilermakers?
2: We, we talked about it a lot in hour number one. If you didn't hear it, go check out the podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeart, we're everywhere. Uh, the next texture brings up a point that I would love to dismiss. To be honest, I think Cal is 100% to blame for these recruiting laws because of all the national attention it has gotten. Here comes the trigger 54321. National attention can be from, from the Stoops and Cal Beef. Yeah, no, I I don't think that like a texture or a a high school kid saw Cal Perry call Kentucky a basketball school and that just changed his mind. Um, They can get paid money to go places now. Like that dollars in their pockets make more sense than what uh, this coach of another school will talk to them. I I don't know if that's what had to do with it. I don't know if it was the more love from the school that's an hour away. Like, I, I, I don't know, but... I'm just any sort of recruiting thing. I'm not blaming on Cal calling them a basketball school. Like it gives them troubles like when they're going up, like when they're down in the deep South, it will not give them trouble in Indiana recruiting kids.
1: If I were like, if I were like Ty Spalding or if I worked for a rival of UK and I was like in good with the recruit, I don't know if Ty even talks to recruits or not, but like, I would just I would it'd be it'd be fake. So just hang with me here. But I'd have a quote from like a commit to U of L or to like Tennessee or and just be like, Yeah, why ultimately why'd you decide on the vols? Why'd you decide on the cards? And kind of like have like you know, push them to say something along the lines of that football school quote. Because even if it was like a troll and it was a total joke you you would get some uk fans that would just go absolutely nuts like if gilbert said like i pick purdue just because uk uh they're a basketball school i just want to go to a place that's going to embrace football like people would have lost <laughs> their freaking minds yeah, so I, yeah if i were a rival i would try to just plant that so it happens oh, stoke and, that
2: fire and, yeah. and just
1: watch watch it burn on the other side of the <laughs> aisle but I uh, yes, I totally agree with you. you UK football is not going to lose recruits because of Calipari's comments. They'll be, and I still think they're going to be okay. The staff I think has too much pride just to to finish like fifty fifth in recruiting rankings and that be that. They're 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 gonna they're gonna go down swinging if they go down at all. A texture set uh, on
2: the Thornton text Long, What we got. Jacob's already healthy enough with his hand for the scramble. Seemed like a fast recovery. Oh no, it's a long recovery. It's been like a year, right?
1: Yeah, this feels like uh, people come back from Achilles faster than whatever is going on with Jacob's wrist. So
0: what? He got surgery what? Middle of June? About two months. Yeah, he said it was. He said it was going to be three to four months till he's fully recovered.
1: He should be. He he'll be fine. He went out there played pretty well with it. Like just two weeks off. So, I, I would imagine he'll be okay.
2: Uh, texter on the Thorns Texon says, Gluten Morgan mind frauding. Alex from Colga here on a scale of zero to absolutely horny. How does TJ feel listening to his man Rogers rip the NFL's COVID policy to shreds from the Joe Rogan podcast? Have a great day. Side note, where can I find your old House of Dragon's Pod? Uh, Kentucky Thorns Radio on Apple Podcasts. Alex again. Rush, I have somewhat obscure and probably not important football question. Did that quote unquote five-star kicks kicker Jackson, I think, made it to camp? Not that he should be taking Ruffalo's spot. I just thought we might hear something about him. Uh, I think the assumption is that he's actually going to be a punter, not a kicker. So spicy Italian meatball, good for now. Um, Jackson Smith probably taking over for Goodfellow after the fact.
1: I think Wow. Uh, all right, there you have it. Secondly, I... Kentucky Thrones Radio is where you can get the podcast. And thirdly, haven't listened to Rogan yet, but will. And I'm sure I will agree with a lot of what they talk about.
0: Thirdly, can I read the beginning of that text the way it's supposed to be read without being butchered? Guten Morgen, uh-huh. there's, a...
2: <laughs> there's a There's an L in there. There's not an L. Not an L. I thought that was gluten.
0: (laughs) A texter says,
1: do you think this year's defense can be as good as the 2018 defense was? Well, no Josh Allen. So that's – you're off to a tough start. But I think it can be really good, maybe not 2018 good.
0: You know, I try not to rip on the texters too much, but how the hell are you going to spell defense two different ways in one text?
2: Hey, be nice. Unbelievable. They also – Brad White, there's been a lot of um has been a lot of comps that 2018 defense, so they they aren't pumping the brakes. They aren't yeah, pumping the brakes.
1: They they really aren't. They they are the ones that are making that comparison. I've had I, I've thought UK's defense will be fine. No big issues. Probably have a game like similar to Tennessee last year, which just like oh gosh, if you guys could have just stepped up a few different possessions, uh, probably different, probably a different story. But then you'll also have games where the defense is suffocating, goes out there and wins it for you, similar to Mississippi last time Mississippi State came to to the Krogue. But uh, I don't think it'll be 2018 good. I think it'll be I think it'll be one of the better defenses in the SEC, though. So that's that's pretty impressive.
2: A texture on the Thornton's Texan, 502-414-1450 says. This staff has always closed incredibly well. And this class talent wise is still solid. It's just light on quantity at the moment. But like you said, you can also address it via a heavy portal class. I did um did see Anthony Brown had three touchdowns the other night. Did you did you see the uh play Jacob Dixon made at PRP? Uh did not. He uh <laughs> they were blowing out. I think it was DOS or something, and uh he, he was getting ready to run into the end zone for another score, and his one of his linemen was next to him, and he handed him the ball and let him score a touchdown. So that was pretty cool.
1: Oh, okay, I did see that, now that you mentioned that. That was pretty cool. Well, good. A yeah. so, selfless fella.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: A texter says, John here, good morning, everyone. By golly, it was exciting to see football. I came up short on some extra cash, but hey, it is what it is. Yeah, and again, I you know, John, I... I who am I to to question betting strategy? But I, you, I think you were high on UTEP because that's who you played with in your dynasty video game. Like that's not, <laughs> that's not a good way to make bets. Uh, he says, now it's time to focus on some fun with the game this week and the golf scramble. I did go to the range and even did a part three course over the weekend. And that was fun. Hey, thanks KRC for making mornings. Awesome. And adding a hobby to my life. We'll got to go talk to you later. All right. Well, the
0: three get, course is a good start, too. Did yeah. you get clubs, John? Sounds like he got clubs.
1: He did. He said he got last week, he got some clubs. So oh, did he? he? got clubs. Now he's practicing. He's Come putting on. it all together. Uh, how, how'd the range of the part three go, John? Did you hit him? Hit him okay? If you're feeling like you, you're going to go out there and make a difference in the scramble, we look forward to seeing you. It's going to be a good time. Indiana Tim here. Kenny Payne out here trying to get the sympathy recruits. Yeah, don't be mean to you, But I will be, you know, certainly kind of seem like he was talking a little bit like Calipari with his quote. But Kenny Payne just wants people to not bring up anything negative about U of L when recruiting against the cards in the future. Have so a you better that. not. Please don't, he says. All a, right. A I got it. I gotta. What do you got?
2: Um Jets cornerback, Sauce Gardner, is partnering with Buffalo Wildlings to create a sauce called Sauce Sauce, a smoky, sweet, spicy barbecue sauce.
3: Mm.
2: Yes, I'll have the sauce sauce. <laughs> I get extra sauce sauce. Yeah, I, I would like my sauce to be sauce sauce. <laughs> I get
1: sauce sauce on the side, no sauce. <laughs> <laughs> it's so silly. I love it. It's perfect. Texter says, Roush, it's cute to predict a Sugar Bowl, but I just don't understand how you can actually believe that what you think TJ and Scoots, you really think the Sugar Bowl is something we should talk about.
2: Yes. Why? Why? Like, Yes. I, I predicted every game correctly last year. People forget that. And I believe in Will Levis. I'm a Will Levis believer. The defense is better. So I'm predicting them to win one more game this year.
1: Ooh, spin zone, though, you're due to – not be right
2: oh that's true it is I mean, a decent I, spin zone
1: i i think the uk U L basketball game time conversation doesn't need to like we don't need to play fantasy it's gonna inter. it could it's gonna interfere with the uk game it could interfere with the uk football game in the past it has interfered with the uk football game so I, i'm not one saying like uh, cats are gonna what are we gonna do now we can cross that bridge once we get to it. But the bigger issue is just g- get it away from this altogether. Yeah, yeah, like we're, yeah. we're not even in the right ballpark of game times right now. So if it does interfere, that will suck. We can talk about it when it happens. That And there have been interferences in the past because this game time, this time of the year, is horrible. There's nothing unique about it. It's nothing fun about it. it people view it. Sadly, nationally, as if like Memphis and Tennessee are playing one another, which like if you're a college basketball fan, your pilot probably would be into it. It'd be fun to watch. But with other stuff going on, it's it it you you put it on the maybe the small TV, you put it on mute, and maybe you glance over at it, maybe you don't. If you don't have two TVs, it ain't it ain't getting on the it ain't getting on the big one. So you just gotta it doesn't seem like the fans like it. So if UK and U of L fans don't like it, who are we doing this for? Shouldn't, shouldn't the fan priority be number one? But as we've seen, that's not the case at all. Very rarely is. A texter says, is there a KRC tailgate this weekend? That's from Alex. I haven't really gotten any of my, my ducks in a row for Saturday. It's going to be an absolutely jam-packed weekend. Scramble Friday, Cats on Saturday. Sunday, I've got another scramble and a fantasy draft. And then, Ooh. I don't know, Monday, just hibernating? I have no idea.
2: Oh, I forget that people uh, people are off work Monday. That's fun.
1: Enjoy yeah, it. A holiday.
2: Not for the Kentucky football team. We'll be uh, we'll be hanging out with Mark Stoops.
1: Oh man, everybody's gonna feel bad for the bloggers.
2: They should. They should. No days off. Team no sleep. <laughs> Texture uh, says uh, long night. Have greater than if your TV is on the correct settings, you can see it just fine. I forgot that that was a complaint too.
1: That actually, I mean, Game of Thrones did just have stuff that was too dark, seemingly for dark sake. Like, I get it. If it's like a night scene and it needs to be dark, that's cool. But there was times where I thought my TV was on the right setting. It was just like, all right, I can see what's going on. But like, I don't want to have to feel like I'm like looking under a microscope at every little detail. Just, you know, make it make it dark, but
0: viewable.
2: The uh, there's a scene in the latest episode that uses the camera tricks very well. It's a lot of fun, a lot of fun stuff. Game of Thrones, great stuff. When compared to the entirety
1: of the series, The Long Night was a mediocre episode at best. Bad writing, which led to cheesy storyline and below average acting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I I think it was a good episode. I think it was really entertaining. I don't know. Like, Texter, you weren't entertained during the episode. Like, you weren't having fun during the episode. That episode ended, and I just, like, exhaled. and was like, whoa, that was sweet. I enjoyed it. And then you'd start to process it and be like, wait a minute, this was like this episode was supposed to be the episode for the entire season. Well, then maybe it fell a little flat in that regard, just because like it's all over now and like, boom, night has been defeated and day has is victorious. Uh, They should have done a whole season on it, but the episode itself was entertaining. I don't know. I, I don't know how you could watch that and just not like have been having a good time.
2: A texter on the Thornton's text line says, "Editing that out of the podcast was dumb. It was funny, and no one finds you for words on a podcast." That's what the boss
0: wanted. Yeah, and
1: and again, you know, like while we have fun, while we had fun with it, Scooch certainly did not mean to do it. And secondly, people listen to us with their kids. They listen to us in offices. It's something that we one thousand percent, never in a million years, want to do. And while like. It was, it, you know, it was crazy how it kind of did happen. But like, we are, we we feel bad about it. Like, we don't. That's not. Well, we like to make silly jokes on this show. That was not cool. But it was totally unintentional. And I believe Scoots when he says it, it's not going to happen again.
0: Yeah. So I can't. I can't handle that embarrassment again. It, that it was it, an awful day
1: if the people want to you know if the bot and understandably so if the boss wanted it out it's no questions asked you just take it out so it is what it is you're right podcast you can cuss we've had some podcast uncensored podcasts before but it's just best move on from that cuz it was a total accident and uh oops <laughs>
2: uh texter says what do you think about the sheriff pledging a whopping 330 a year for the 502 collective scoots he seems like a good candidate for your five dollar fantasy league
0: he's got way too much money if he's pledging 330 a year man he can't he wouldn't want any part of our five dollar league It's
2: kind of weird tj to just be like i'm going to pledge some money to this collective but like
1: well, I, I, I just said if you have a good game, uh, if UK wins, I'll buy a shirt after each week. So is, is it any different?
2: Yours feels much more – um, like that feels much more – re-
1: Mine's results-driven. Like you got to yeah. go earn it for me.
3: Well, I'm and not it's just also- going to go
1: buy a Justin Rogers Chewy t-shirt just for a Justin Rogers Chewy t-shirt. You go have a shrimp sack on third down to seal a nice cat's win down in the swamp, then I'm getting that t-shirt
2: i feel like the three hundred and thirty dollars though is playing the middle man like you're not like what you're doing is a nice, fun kind of bare yeah. minimum contribution without giving a decent amount of money, whereas like for the most part, those collectors they just want businesses to pledge significant amounts of money instead of small potatoes like I don't know it's just it's that it feels like a weird dollar amount to the textures point,
1: yeah. I didn't know he was doing that. He can do whatever the hell he wants. But if you'd like to join the TJ Nil Club, after each after each Cats win, we will collectively decide on the MVP, and we'll buy some silly shirts or merchandise from them, and they'll get like $100 uh, out of gear, and that will be sweet. And we'll all get some shirts that we'll wear like once or twice or something like that. So uh, I look forward to, to, on Monday, deciding who's going to be the week one winner, assuming the Cats take care of business, which we will talk more about you mean Tuesday? Yes, yeah, that's a great point. Scoots is on the ball. <laughs> He's on the ball today. Yeah, we'll do it on Tuesday. Uh, but we'll talk more about Miami tomorrow, Wednesday. We'll talk more about what Soup said at the press conference today. Uh, uh, remember, we're going to get some Chris Rodriguez news. Another texter says, TJ, you do not feel bad about it. You didn't care when it happened. I think you said, quote, who cares about a couple FCC fines. Yeah, so a little thing that I'll do on the radio show from time to time is make a joke. Uh, strategy that i've been using for years and from time to time i'm a bit sarcastic so hey it
2: happens it happens uh i I do want to briefly say something before we go on a more serious note uh big thoughts and prayers out to walt wells uh he's the head coach at eastern kentucky former mark stoop staffer who almost actually came over and joined the staff uh this offseason had a cardiac episode uh last night he's in stable condition but uh Re- really thinking of the the head football coach at EKU today as he recovers from a, a scary health situation so sending our prayers uh, towards Richmond as we get ready for college football season
1: yeah well said Roush thinking about uh thinking about him all right everybody have a great monday it's going to be a fun week everybody this is Kentucky Roll Call and Big X Sports Radio TJ
2: Walker. what's
3: see on tuesday